Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the No Stupid Questions show, the show where you have two smart people and one stupid question, or so we thought. Mm-hmm. So your host tonight, T. Leak. I'm sorry, are we not usually the hosts? Well, sometimes there could be some other hosts. <laughs> I can keep hope alive on that. And of course, you have Jag other here. people. <laughs> Okay. All right. So would you like me to ask you a stupid question? You know what, T-Leak? I would like for you to ask a stupid question. Just to kick things off here. So stupid question for this evening is, is the pandemic over? Ha ha. Pandemic. (laughs) So we're in the summer of 2021. We are in the summer of 2021. And we started all this madness in March of 2020, right? Approximately. Well, that's, that's when, I mean, um, well, the president when stuff started shutting down. Then president knew of it before then, but the rest of the world didn't know. Or the rest of America didn't know until March time frame. I was about to say, the rest of America, the rest of the world was actually getting getting hit. Right, right, right. So we've been in it a year in April, May, June, July, four months. So 16 months or so. And my answer is 16 months. Yeah, the pandemic must be over. We're getting back to normal. <laughs> 400 years. Racism must be over. We- <laughs> yeah, that's a difference. <laughs> we, we know pandemics do die out. I'm not uh, sure yes, about racism. They, they do when they're caused naturally. But I think that may be a whole nother show. Oh, wow. Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> We go wherever, is, wherever the wind blows us is where we go. Are you so. saying the pandemic is biological warfare and we are still in the midst of it? Biological warfare sounds so intentional. And I don't know if there was intention behind it. I think there, it could have been accidental, but I don't think it was organic. Uh, shall we say? Whatever the definition of organic means. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Oh, no. That's why I'm saying I don't think it was an active okay. conspiracy. Okay. But I think the, the reality is, is that there are labs that experiment with these viruses to, to you know, in order to hopefully study them. prevent the Yes. And so shh, happens. Right. And, right, and right. so that's what I'm saying. So I'm not I am not a conspiracy theorist. I think a lot of the conspiracies that a lot of people think exist require way too much planning that I don't think most conspiracy theorists have the ability to do so. OK, OK. But I will say that there are scientists, and uh, I think one, one scientist, Brett Weinstein, he has talked about the characteristics of this virus that would seem to suggest that it had been in a lab at one time. So again, I'm listening to the scientists, and no other scientist has refuted, and so it's not like he's just making stuff up. There are credible, and if you look, there's obviously relationships between the characteristics that he's talking about a typical organic virus that just happened to jump Mm. from animal to human so anyway but we won't go that's that's not where we're going so no we're not going in the conspiracy place but i'm just saying since you answered that question 16 to your to your point 16 months (laughs) see i was about to go back to my slavery analogy i was like well when things are intentionally imposed (laughs) it takes a lot longer to unravel but anyway so you think the pandemic is over or is still going oh that means that i think it is still going yes but i think there's other reasons for that besides this this whole concept that i just oh you know why it's still going and everything 
No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I think it's still going because people are still getting sick. I'm not saying right. it's because, and worldwide, and we have what I guess even public health officials are calling outbreaks in places like India. And so, so for me, that means, yes, we see, still have I, a pandemic. I don't, I don't understand. Oh, so usually you disagree, but you well, usually I'm, understand. I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding something at the moment because I thought we were, I thought it was over. I mean, the mass mandate, we don't have a mass mandate anymore. We're going, we're going. I, to, I, 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 we do? The Surgeon General is in favor of continuing oh. a mask mandate. This, I'm Did not you know talking that? about the Surgeon General. I'm talking <laughs> about the great state of Texas. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Governor oh, said we don't need no stinking oh, mask. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And so wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So are you, can I have your answer to the question? And then I want you to tell me if it's well, that's why because said, that's why you said it's over because the mask mandate is gone in Texas. Well, because, you know, when it barks like a dog, I call it a dog. So we acting like the pandemic's over. So the pandemic must be over. Roof, roof. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't barking like a dog. <laughs> oh, I think. Hey, who are we to say? <laughs> so, so, so is that your? I'm sorry. Were you being sarcastic or? I am being a bit sarcastic. Uh, okay, I, I was like, uh, where's I he mean, going? With, where is he going I, with this? <laughs> I, I believe. I believe we have somewhere around thirty-two thousand cases a day being discovered. New cases of COVID nineteen. Of course, the question is what variant we're on, but it's still COVID nineteen. <laughs> And the whole talk about variants just let you know that this thing is has some life to it yet. Yeah. So no, I was being sarcastic. Okay. Uh, I was trying to, you know, extend the show a little bit because I'm not sure what we talk about once we say <laughs> it ain't over. It ain't over. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think it's it's one of those things where we talk about what it looks like to to reset. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I think there were dips, but right. after the vaccine came out, I think people just expected it to kind of go into just go, you know, go quietly into the night. And so I think this is a new space that we're in because I think there was an expectation and a hope, et cetera. And I think we are also... I mean, as you said, we're fully, I think we were at the beginning of, you mentioned the, the former guy, uh, the former mm -hmm. president. Mm -hmm. We were at the beginning of kind of this whole science versus partisan versus everything. And now I think we're fully in there. <laughs> and so I just think it looks a little different because as we try to kind of get to this final leg, there's so much that is standing in our way that's related to things entirely separate than the, the virus. Perfect example is you, as you said, mass mandate, gone. It must be over. That's what that's communicating. You know, that's what that's saying. I went to get tested the other day because testing is still important, right? You could contract the virus, even if you're vaccinated and still spread it and, you know, carry it and because I was going on a trip 
So I think it, it is an interesting sort of situation that we find ourselves in in order to kind of battle on this last, last frontier. So, you know, we had a show about vaccinations and, you know, maybe I'm just noting this for the first time, or can I ask this on this show? I'm fully vaccinated. I'll volunteer that information. Okay. So T-Leak, I don't know if you want to volunteer similar information. I am not fully vaccinated. So it's interesting because I think you're seeing a pandemic continue, but it's largely continuing among the unvaccinated people. That is the statistics that I've seen. Okay. So that does make it very interesting. Where do we go from here? <laughs> so, so, so do you so, now recommend, I know you say it's for each person's own decision and every, of course it is, but what, what, what do you say now about the vaccine? Now that we have this Delta variant that's out there, which appears to be more highly contagious than the original one. Mm-hmm. And maybe even more causing more severe sicknesses than than the original one. I guess that's yet to be seen. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we have any evidence of. Yeah, the, the mortality um, rate is not significantly it's different. Not, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, this is this was go- this is definitely going in a different direction. So there is a un- unapproved, and I, I you know I hate to to say all this, but this is again. One of those things that has to do with research and, and science, because I'm not a just accept things at face value. I think you know that people who mm-hmm. listen to this know that by now. There's a couple of prophylactic repurposed drugs that are out there. And I, I don't I don't want to be, you know, again, everyone has to make their choice and make their research. I know there's been some FDA warnings about there's animal versions of some of these things and other versions. And so it really, so yeah, so I am experimentally preventing using a different mechanism that is still a prescription by the way but yeah okay interesting so do we know whether or not that's i think we know about as much as we know with the vaccines versus you know because there actually have been trials done yes there have been you know I don't know all of the terminology behind, I know I've looked at it after a while, but all the terminology behind the actual way in which the the trials go and the order that they go in. And Mm -hmm. there has been published studies around um, this stuff that have been peer reviewed. So that's, I think that's the first level. And then I think there's another, which is the the double blind control, and there have been controlled. One of the biggest holdups I will tell you is that apparently it is extremely difficult. It is easier to get a new drug approved by the FDA than it is to get an existing drug repurposed for a different application. Interesting, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Part of the information, again, did my research and it seems to be the case. And then the, the, second, the second part of it is that <laughs> there are, and all of you know, all this stuff is, because is, you know me, and, and I, I hate to, because I don't want people to go down this path because I said so or whatever. I mean, I want people to do their own research, and, and but make sure you do your research and find your sources and find the data. There is apparently also, the bottom line is if this drug is past its patent time frame, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so if it were to be repurposed, it would not have the same earning potential, I guess we'll, we'll say, as the existing 
vaccines. Yes. So that's a good that's a good thing. It's a good thing for us, but it it will, yes, when you talk about lobbying and people who may not want this drug to be repurposed because it is, it is in a different phase of its (laughs) money earning life cycle. Potential. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay. So you touched on a whole bunch of subjects. I know. And so that's why I, I guess the bottom line is. Do I believe one is, you know, is there a pandemic? Yes. Okay. Two, there are things we need to be doing, whether you decide to take the vaccine or something else. I don't think you should sit and not do anything, not get vaccinated and just say, I hope it passes over. Right. My action that I took was a specific action. It was a proactive action. And I, I think we have as much data on both sides. So, you know, I will say that I think I've relaxed a little bit myself, although I have taken the vaccine and maybe in, in some people's eyes, that's the ultimate protection. I do wear masks everywhere I go, but I have been, for example, the first probably 12 months, I probably never sat down in a restaurant. Uh, I did get some takeout food, but never sat down. And I have sat down in a restaurant in the last couple of months. Um, and obviously you take your mask off in the restaurant. Yeah. So I have relaxed a little bit thinking that the, the worst is behind us. I'm wondering how many, and, and, and obviously other people have done the same because you see people appear to be wilding out. Like they're partying like it's 1999. And that's, the, and that's, that's scary because, you know, you see places like Florida with the beaches. And I think Florida has a quarter or maybe 20% of all cases of the new mm-hmm. cases in the U.S., mm-hmm. You know, just think of our summer hot spots, and for our summer hot spots to be hit like that, it's pretty scary. It's also hitting sort of younger populations, which, from yes. one standpoint, is good because they're able to withstand the virus better than 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 older folks. Although I understand that the Delta variant has been more in that particular case. I think more children have died under twelve. Right. Which is actually, so that's an issue because of the whole approval for, for kids under 12. It's still in trials. Is that correct? I've heard various things, actually, and I don't know. Yeah, so to my, to my knowledge, it has not been approved. No vaccine has been approved for kids under 12. Um, okay. there, are some, there are some trials going on, and that may not be the right word, some testing going on right now so that they can lower the level so I think six years old is what they're what they're shooting for next. So the hope is that by this October timeframe, September October timeframe, they will roll the vaccine out and be available from people six six and up. So that's that's an issue, right? Because that so if you choose, you know, if that's the option you take, that's that's um, not available. And then and then I also know that you know I, I was just reading an article about the fact that the incubation of it, because, and this is where I get a little sort of confused. There's this whole concept that the unvaccinated continue to sort of incubate the virus in, in terms of, of course, they can get it. And But my understanding is that I don't know what the percentage of vaccinated people that get it and are asymptomatic. Mm. So, and that's, that's the reason why I think vaccinated, prophylactic, whatever, you should get tested. You know, because I do think that you could be walking around as a carrier and not know it 
And if that's the case, because we have this sort of, you know, a, a large or a, a, you know, a critical percentage of folks that are not doing anything, you, you know, you want to be aware of what, what you're sort of doing. So. Interesting. You know, I've not been tested yet. Ever? Never, ever. Okay. Now I have given blood and I understand that they test my blood and, you know, it showed up negative. But I've never gone to get a COVID nineteen. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I went to go get a test, and they were at, at this last time when I went. They actually were like, um, "You can swab it yourself." Let me tell you something. If you, for those people who've had it done out there, uh, there is no way. You know, you're supposed to go up to your brain <laughs> and circular motions for literally five beats, but like one swap swap two swap swap three i'm like i'm holding on to because i went through the drive-through i'm holding on to my emergency brake and my steering wheel as hard as i can while they're doing it much less me i'm gonna do put that pain to myself heck no so Some people are better inflicting pain upon themselves. I, yeah no. other people do it to them. then yeah that's what that needs to be is some, so i asked her and she was like oh i can do it for you i was like oh yeah you will because otherwise so, it's like, <laughs> you know it's interesting you describe that process because i'm sitting here listening to you say people should go get tested and i'm thinking the testing is more evasive than the vaccine <laughs> well but the interesting thing is the testing is actually I would say it's equally important, right, to having some sort of preventative measure because the vaccine does not ensure that you don't get it. It ensures that you don't get, you don't die from it or get severely ill. So, you know, I think there was a whole big story about Bill Maher, right? Um, He contracted it. He was asymptomatic and he had to cancel a couple shows. So, and he was vaccinated. Right. So again, didn't affect him, but he had it. So... Again, given the world that we're living in, so if that's still, and I don't, again, I don't know the rates. I don't know if, if that happens to, I don't know what percentage of, of people. That are vaccinated, but still get the, the virus? The virus and, and, you know, are asymptomatic and recover and that's what it's for, but that for some period of time are carriers. Right. So. And, so, and you all know those numbers because. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, in California, I was at a friend's house and the, the woman was bringing over her child, one of the, the guests of, of my friend, and mm-hmm. she wanted to know if everyone was vaccinated. And I, you know, I expressed my, my status because I, I don't want to, you know, and but I also said I also got tested and I'm, you know, I'm negative. And another friend of ours who is vaccinated, and she said, you know, in all honesty, she should ask if people have been tested because you could be sitting here vaccinated and your 10-year-old child can can catch it because I'm vaccinated, I'm good, but the people that I'm around may not be good. So you talk about doing your research and the the conversations around this vaccination and the virus. And I know there's a lot of medical professionals involved in these conversations, but some of them are nonsensical to me. And for example, what's, what's example? Okay, I knew you were going to give example. us an example. <laughs> the CDC, which has been pretty adamant that you should use face masks, but even they go back and forth on whether or not a vaccinated person should use a face mask. 
And as you just said, it has nothing to do with their ability to transmit the virus. Yes, it has something to do with whether or not they get sick, but it has nothing to do with whether or not they can transmit it to other people. So it seemed like their guidance on face masks is a little is a little skewed. It's a little well, skewed. I think the the interesting thing, and and this gets into where we are with this whole question of is it over, right? Because some people thought it never began, right? We right. had some conspiracy theorists who were like, it, it was it was a made up by whomever. I don't right. actually know who they think made it up. Liberal and media. there really isn't, yeah, there, it really isn't a pandemic. Right. And then you have the people who at various intervals, right, over the course of this have said, it's not a problem, it'll go away. And that, you know, a month in, it'd be, and maybe another month, um, and then, of course, we got to wherever we got to, and there were various sort of, and I think, and I think that's what I mean by we're at this other juncture. And I think that this question of, is it over, to your point, it has a little bit of a, we, we, we have a real challenge as it relates to, I already talked about the, the trust of information, because I think even as you say, even with the CDC, right, I think there's distrust because of the conflicting messages that people are getting. And so they're like, do you guys, one, you don't know, you like, do you know what you're talking about? And two is, you know, okay, which one is, which one is the true one? And then two, you, you know, with, with whether or not it's over, we, we have the things like you said that are happening in the various regions. And so you're getting conflicting messages from the politician. And then three, I think, you know, you have this thing where it, it has been getting vaccinated has been very much aligned with this sort of partisan environment that we find ourselves in. And so we can't have conversations about it, rational conversations without, and that's a problem. You need to be able to talk about it. You need to be able to, to look at the data. You need to be able to um, and be transparent if it's going to be over. And I think we have all of these obstacles in terms of getting past all of that and getting to a place where, where it is over, which we didn't have in the past. We haven't had in the past with any other pandemic, epidemic, et cetera. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what they did in 1912 when the Spanish flu killed one out of every four people. I wonder if they declared it over prematurely and had these different waves come through. I have well, how long, how long did it last since we have the 2020 hindsight? How long did it actually last? Because I would assume they also didn't have people who were saying this ain't happening. And, and I did read another article that was talking about how uh, it was a New York Times article on on the vaccine and how the, you know, and this gets into the social determinants of health, which are in public health. But the first sort of social determinant is, of course, your your social circle. And so things like, you know, public health officials seem to be focused on you don't want to get COVID. But what seems to be most convincing for people is you're going to be okay. Because that's what everybody's worried about. People have asked me if I think the vaccine will allow people to track <laughs> them, if it's putting a chip in them. Right. Um, people have asked me if it's going to modify their DNA. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, and again, I, I think as a health coach, I get these questions and I'm like, no, but I think that the, the, what they said in the New York times was that 
it is much more convincing for people when they see people around them getting vaccinated and then being fine, right? Nothing's happening to them. They aren't getting sick. They aren't, you know, suffering from any effects, ill effects of the vaccine, which is some other thing people, you know, talk about. They're like, oh, I heard when you get it, it's like you, you go into a coma. I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot of things out there. And so I think what people are not, they're saying that the risks of the vaccine are higher than the risks of getting COVID. So when your message is you won't get COVID, they're like, yeah, but what is going to happen to me? And so I think the messaging needs to change. But again, you got a problem with the messaging because people don't trust. So we've got some really tied up things that make it really difficult for us to, to make that happen. So were you doing your research over there? Yeah, I was. So while I rambled. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that was a ramble. But the 1918 flu, also known as the Spanish flu. Which is a bad name, but I don't, it's funny how we keep referring to that and we really should stop. It's kind of like how they tried to call this the China virus. Yeah, so I didn't even think about that as I read this little little thing. So I call it the 1918 flu. Yes. It came in three waves hmm. over a 12-month period, hmm. which we're already outside that 12-month period. But actually, it has not really gone away. It, huh. it migrated into the seasonal flu. So it's just part of what we know as the seasonal flu. Which most people are saying is that it's going to become like the flu. Right. And that's what will happen. And, and what, how did it sort of go into its seasonal phase? Was that, was that the flu vaccine, was that deliver, delivered then or did that come later and they just? No, it actually, you got to herd immunity. There was no. Based was on just no, people. Okay. Okay. When did the flu vaccine did, come around? But then again, it did kill. A lot of people before. A quarter of the people in some populations. Yeah. That's a good question about the seasonal flu vaccine. I'm not sure. I can. Try to find that as we continue yeah. talking about it. But um, that's, you know, and that's an interesting thing. So I see large scale availability was beginning in 1945. Okay. And that's an interesting that's well. thing because we've, we've also had this as a, as another obstacle from the beginning, right? Is at the beginning, people said it's not worse than the common flu. Correct based on the numbers that eventually we got to, that was proven wrong. Correct. And so, you know, this, this. But by the way, I don't know if anyone really looked at the numbers when they said it's not any different than the. <laughs> at, the at the beginning? I mean, I went to, I went, I was on a couple of calls. I have to say one of them was, um, who's the motivational speaker? I always forget his name, Tony. I got invited Tony to Robbins. my friend, Tony Robbins. Yeah, he had a call that okay. basically said, this is nothing, don't worry about it. <laughs> and, his, and I was, and I was like, I haven't, I haven't heard from him since, but what? And his degree is in what? Well, he had um, a physician with him in his presentation. They did have the numbers, but again, the numbers were based on the first month. And they were looking at the annualized numbers for the flu. So mm. yeah. I'm like, uh, it wasn't, like, it, you know, but again, like I said, we, I we saw numbers that convinced me that it was in. Oh, well, okay. So, you know, that's a different story than did they use the numbers? They did use the numbers, oh, I'm but sure they used the numbers yeah, <laughs> or they used before, some numbers. <laughs> before 50,000 people died of COVID-19, they were saying, oh, it's no worse than the flu. Right. So, so what I was going to say, though, with this whole comparison with the flu, because there are many people who 
you know, don't take the flu vaccine. Correct. In fact, I have a student, again, this is all anecdotal, and I don't know, you know, she has a mother in a nursing home where they, you know, they, they, they stress the flu vaccine. She said whenever they call to ask her, she says no. And she loads her mother up on vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, and her mother has never, I guess she's been in there, I think, I think she said like 10 years or so, and she's never gotten the flu. And so, so I think that there's, because you know. Everyone else is vaccinated. What's that? Because everyone else is vaccinated. And she benefits from the fact that she's around a whole community of people. Well, I, let me tell you, I will say this. I don't know if that's the reason, but I will tell you that <laughs> that, that is, they, they will tell you that, you know, you can't visit people, older people, when I, my aunts that are in nursing homes, et cetera, because they're just so susceptible to it. And I, I don't know if, because you've got, it's not just the, the people who are, there are people that are working there that are coming in from everywhere. So I wouldn't say, I mean, it's the same thing we're talking about with COVID, right? Is it might help you not get as sick, but it doesn't help you stop being a carrier. No. So yeah, so I would say her record is pretty good. I, I, you know, I'm not going to say what it's attributed to, but I think this whole question of the comparison with the flu has also done the severity of it a disservice. Yeah, yeah. overall, because I think when people look at that, it tends to uh, convince them that if they haven't gotten a flu vaccine, then, you know. So what are we telling people? Still wash your hands? Still wear the face mask? Well, let me, let me ask the, the question of what does this mean it being over or it not being over. Oh, and one thing I was going to mention about it not being over and, and the difference between the flu in the early 20th century, I think the financial pressures are greater now too. I talked about partisan pressure. So you may have the governor of Texas, let's say, that, that says, okay, the mandates are gone. You know, the governor of Georgia, I shouldn't, I shouldn't leave you out hanging out there by yourself. But I think you have a lot of financial pressure. You know, I, I saw that because of the, the new variant, the stock market took a hit. Yeah, it's been taking a hit last and, week. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure to get back to normal and to say things are okay. That again, does us a disservice in terms of why we're saying certain things and what, what discussions we will and will not have in order to, to save our profit margins and our earnings. So I'm sorry, I added that as a no, little side. No, no, no argument on that. You, you gotta, um, I think you always have to listen to your sources carefully and understand where they're coming from. And some people are quick to say, yeah, we're back to normal. Come eat at the restaurants. Go yeah. spend money in the malls. Yeah, um, and, and, and I, I think that the stigma that we put on people that well, it depends on the side you're coming from, right? There's stigma on the people who have been vaccinated from some people. And then there's stigma on the people who have not been vaccinated from other people. And so again, it's this partisan thing. And I think that is a disservice to us. So I think just like we're having this conversation here, I think you should have a conversation and, and not a, not a you know, evangelist conversation. Like you don't have to convert people, but you should have conversations about the facts with the people that you love, because that's going to be the best way for us to get to it being over. And then the only other thing I was going to ask about is what does it mean for black folks for it to be over or not over or 
somewhere in between because we have suffered predominantly as we have with many other things. Right. So I don't know how this answer is any different than my answer to what it means for Black folks, what anything means to Black folks. We have to be diligent. We have to be on guard. We have to take extra steps to make sure that our community is, is safeguarded. I'm not sure we're doing that to date, but, but that needs to be the message going forward. Uh, and what does that look like when you say that? I think we have to increase the education and maybe even options around vaccinations. I think we have to be vigilant about taking the protections of being social distancing still, not party season yet, wearing the, the mask, washing hands. I think we have to take all those precautions that we've heard about since day one and assume that this Delta variant and whatever variant that comes after that is, is aiming for us and protect ourselves mm. against it. Yeah. I, have you seen any numbers as far as the Delta variant and um, sort of racial disparities? I have not. My assumption is that they have continued along the same lines as the, the original variant, but, but I have not seen those specific numbers. Okay. I do know that, again, this, a lot of people saying it's a pandemic among the unvaccinated. The rates are a lot higher in communities where the vaccine, the vaccines are a lot lower. So a lot of times that's your states in the South. And mm. a lot of times that's where your large populations of Black folks are. So we need to be careful. Yeah. I think there's, there's still racial disparities, of course, in who's gotten vaccinated. And, you know, there's some things, and I will include a link to this article by The Hill, which is basically that, you know, the, the commitment to kind of, like you said, education and information, reaching out to those who have been the hardest hit. I think there's also an opportunity to, to have dialogue, to be understanding, because the other thing with Black folks is just generally we have more comorbidities. Yep. So high blood pressure, we suffer from heart disease more. And then, you know, I, I think that we also, our access to healthcare, meaning insurance, et cetera, right? So I think, just like I mentioned earlier, when you have a fear of what the vaccine will do to you, and you have a fear of what COVID does to you, it just kind of paralyzes you. Because if you know that if something does happen to you adversely with the vaccine, you don't have care, but you also <laughs> can't afford COVID to have, have something happen to you. It, it, it does. It's, it's a very, I would call it a micro stressor where you have to make some sort of decision based on what seems like two horrible choices based on, you know, the information that you're getting. So I think being understanding of that situation and how people may be confronting this is going to be absolutely critical. So being compassionate and just communicating. Well, compassion is always good to have. <laughs> we and struggle with it point. though. We're not raised with it. No, we're not raised with it. We get more tough love in the <laughs> black community. Well, that's, well that's, that is true. So, so we definitely have to remember to be compassionate for, for each other. Yeah, I don't know. We, we, we have to do all the things that we know we need to do. We're, we're still in the midst of this fight. Yeah, but whatever you do, I would say do something. I think I yeah. mentioned this early on. I mean, my choice was not to do nothing. It was do this. And I think that that's the main thing. The main thing is that this is not over, which means there's something out there, which means that you got to figure out what your 
strategy is going to be because doing nothing is is probably is problematic probably not <laughs> probably problematic <laughs> right i think that's that's the major message overall and for this is don't do nothing <laughs> don't do nothing which means do something all right people no stupid questions show all right Holla.